Money FM 89.3, the best of your money. Market View on Money FM 89.3. It's red across the screen this morning following losses on Wall Street overnight. Ryan Huang joins me this morning as we break down all the market action for you. Good morning, Ryan. Morning, Michelle. How are you doing? Doing pretty good. One more day to the weekend, so I am looking forward to that. How about you? Uh, me too, for sure. I have to hold myself back from running out and buying a French bulldog, the now most popular dog. Yeah, yeah, big dog lover, so I'm sure that connected with you. I am, I am. So we'll see. All right, first up though, big news on the fi- in the financial world. The 2023 banking crisis, which started most visibly in the United States, has led to the closure of three banks plus a downgrade of the entire U.S. banking system by Moody's has now spread to Europe. After several days in which the collapse of Silicon Valley Bank has dominated the headlines, the latest financial institution to face an existential threat is a continent away and it is Credit Suisse. Shares of the Swiss banking giant plunged 25% yesterday and that led the Swiss Central Bank to step in to say it would provide support to Credit Suisse if necessary. So there appears to be two immediate targets to Credit Suisse's plunge, Ryan. One from a Saudi investor and another from US regulators. Fill us in. Yeah, so it's a familiar name if you've been tracking some of the latest scandals in the banking sector. So let's start with what's happening here for Credit Suisse. Saudi Arabia has this national bank, um, or rather the Saudi National Bank, which is Credit Suisse's largest investor, said it would no longer provide the Swiss bank with any further financial assistance. So it's an existing investor, it's the largest one, and it says it cannot further provide financial assistance. Or that's something they can't do because of regulatory thresholds. It can't go above 10%. It's very near already that level. So committing any further monetary assistance will break that threshold. So that's something that investors read as negative because one, Credit Suisse may need more liquidity down the road. If it can't come from its biggest investor, then it might face trouble. And then, of course, in also recent days, we've seen how Credit Suisse has said it found material weaknesses in its reporting and control procedures for the past two years. So that raises question marks. What's going on? Did it have any holes in its books, so to speak? So that's something that was prompted after um, questions from US regulators delayed the publication of its annual report by a few days. So Credit Suisse... Coming out to say, hey, we have to relook the books and fix any problems. And it's, bear in mind, a long list of problems if you've been tracking the fortunes of Credit Suisse. Credit Suisse's problems are quite different from those of U.S. banks. And many analysts say that these issues are largely of its own making. How so, Ryan? Yeah, unfortunately for Credit Suisse, a lot could have been avoided. Even though it faces many headwinds like many other banks, it also kind of dug its own hole to some extent with some of the scandals it got into. For example, it got back in 2019, its chief operating officer was discovered to have hired private investigators to spy on high-level employees. And he was soon fired shortly after that was discovered. And then the private investigator mysteriously to his own life as a different 
type of um, mystery. So you've got that playing out. And then you've got Archegos as well. You might remember that name. That was a hedge fund that went under. Credit Suisse was found to have ex- been exposed big time to this issue. Worth $10 billion. So that's a big drag on its fortunes. Another one it was exposed to was Green Seal Capital, another one that declared bankruptcy back in 2021. And through senior management, there's been all this back and forth, especially with its former CEO, which had a bit of a run-in with their former head of wealth management. So it's taken on really, really, well, almost disproportionate, um, I guess, magnitudes when it comes to how these personal issues played out to become a wider company issue. And then that was a huge distraction for the company. Great overview. Swiss officials have said that they will provide a liquidity backstop for Credit Suisse, which has assets of nearly 600 billion US dollars. Now, some analysts have warned that this bank may be too big to be saved. What are some of the steps that the Swiss government may take? Yeah, first thing that someone in the Swiss bank's shoes might take is to reassure reassure investors that everything's okay. And I think that's Mm -hmm. what they are trying to do. They have come out to say, hey, if we don't see anyone else stepping up, we will step up in a form of a liquidity backstop if needed. So that's what came forth after Credit Suisse's largest investor, Saudi National Bank, said they could not. So the Swiss authorities stepped up to do so. So that theoretically should be enough to address any jitters about a bank run that we saw in SVB and many other um, episodes. So that's something that should systemically help it to some extent. Other parts that it might do to sharp support is, well, a public show of support. That's among the potential measures that was on the table. And also, a separation of Credit Suisse breaking up into parts maybe or tying it up with UBS, which would be a merger. So all these are potential options. Some of them might be long shots, but they are studying every option quite closely right now. Also a capital increase. So the Swiss government floating the idea of acquiring a stake in Credit Suisse as a part of a capital increase if required. So lots of uh, floating ideas out there. Fears that the banking crisis will go global weighed on U.S. stocks overnight. The S&P 500 sank more than 2% before ending the day with a loss of 0.7%. European markets did even worse. France's Société Générale dropped 12% at one point, while BNP Paribas fell more than 10%. Trading in both banks was briefly suspended. If we bring the conversation, Ryan, back to the United States, U.S. regulators have been trying to sell Silicon Valley Bank, the bank that sparked the crisis of confidence in the banking sector. But so far, the auction block looks kind of silent. They're not getting any takers, are they, Ryan? Yeah, compared to what played out in the U.K., you don't have any buyers. So interestingly, it's for a slew of reasons, but it's pretty much the same thing. No one felt it was worth the trouble. And to some extent, you might have to agree with them. So if you look at some of the names in the hat, we have the likes of JP Morgan, Bank of America, and maybe even Goldman Sachs. So these are some of the big boys in the banking industry and they'll look to for some help to perhaps take a stake or buy SVB. But if you look at some of the reports, they point to some potential reasons why they did not want 
a piece of action. So CEO of JP Morgan, Morgan, Jamie Dimon, previously spoke about how difficult the last time JP Morgan did something similar, which was Washington Mutual, the biggest collapse Mm. back then. That went quite badly, so much so that they had to sue the government for unpaid bills and much more. So a lot of trouble, which he thinks might be worth perhaps avoiding. And Bank of America also was in the mix and they apparently decided the bank was not worth taking on. So they see perhaps something more of a liability rather than an asset in SVB. And Goldman Sachs, another big guy, is also having some trouble breaking into the consumer banking space and something they've now decided that's not for them right now. So they strategically at least would not be interested in going into something like SVB. So that's something I think is weighing on um, the potential buyers' minds. Uh, so no buyers yet, at least from the traditional circle of um, banks. As if the banking crisis wasn't enough for Silicon Valley, home to all those startups and several of the world's largest tech companies, it seems Mother Nature is against the region as well these days. Silicon Valley has been hit by some terrible storms and widespread power outages. What's the latest here? Wow, so it's really a perfect storm of sorts for Silicon Valley. So we are seeing reports that a large part of it Ah, without power. Imagine that. Silicon Valley, which runs on computers, servers, tech. Yeah. How do you survive almost without power? So almost one third of the homes and businesses in Santa Clara County, which is home to tech giants like Apple, Google, were without power. Imagine that. More than 180,000 customers saw a blackout. So what? appears to be the case is the storm was stronger than forecasts, resulting in hundreds of trees or limbs striking power equipment and disrupting service. So that is pretty much the case. you got trees dropping on power lines. Wow. As we said yesterday, though, when there is rain... There is a rainbow and potentially a pot of gold at the end of it. So two companies that are apparently coming out well. Uh, We take a step back and we're going back to the SVB debacle. Two companies that are coming out well appear to be Goldman Sachs and Bank of America. Tell us more. Yeah, so if you look at what Goldman Sachs is uh, doing, it's eyeing a big payout from SVB deal. So it might be paid more than $100 million dollars for his role in a bond purchase that ultimately failed to save um, SVB. So it's a case of, you know, those who are selling their shovels and everything else along the side, making the money and lawyers also usually make money from all these things regardless of the outcome. So Goldman Sachs has been doing something similar, just working out some deals on the side and the bonds that SVB was involved in pretty much is helping to pay $100 million to Goldman Sachs regardless of what happens to SVB. So you've got all these things playing out in um, the Goldman Sachs side of things.
Wow. Some debate, though, about whether these fees uh, that went to Goldman will be thrown back into the clawback um, that government regulators over in the U.S. are demanding for as, as a measure to protect the bank's depositors. And speaking of beneficiaries, Kathy Woods is benefiting as well. Her flagship ETF, ARK Innovation, has apparently attracted $400 million U.S. dollars in fund inflows on Tuesday alone. It seems investors are banking on a pause in interest rates um, and that, that pause could benefit the tech sector. Well, speaking of tech, there is already a new iteration, a new version of ChatGPT out there. It's called ChatGPT4. Now, how does it differ from ChatGPT, Ryan? Yeah, I'm just already trying to wrap my head around the previous version. Here you have yet a sign of how technology is advancing so fast. So GPT-4 allows users to input images on top of text. So not just text, you can put in your pictures and then the chatbot will be able to describe it to you, hey, what's going on? And then have a more, I guess, human way of talking to you because as you imagine, hey, if you show a friend a picture, they could talk to you about mm-hmm. a picture. Here, the chatbot can do that. And it is quite mind-blowing. A computer that can look at a picture, interpret what it means, make sense of it, and give you some feedback about it. I think it is, well, yet another remarkable step in how chatbots are evolving. Uh, I didn't think that we'd see something that surpasses ChatGPT so quickly, but apparently ChatGPT4 has advanced reasoning capabilities. You know what I think, Ryan, the most Mm -hmm. important skill of this um, generation is going to be the ability to think. Yeah, ask the right questions. The art of asking questions, I think, will be the next big thing. And I think we're also going to see the demise of the question mark. When I use ChatGPT, I, I don't even bother to put a question mark at the end of my questions. <laughs> and it figures it out. Yeah, so sometimes they are all autocomplete. You don't even finish typing. They'll make you ask the right questions they want you to ask. That's it. Oh my gosh. So where will punctuation go? Where will critical thinking go? Who knows? Um, OpenAI, the company behind ChatGPT, is partnering with payments firm Stripe to monetize the AI app. Stripe, by the way, is rising new fun, uh, raising new funds as well uh, at a lower valuation than before. Our next tech story has to do with virtual reality and Google Glasses. It seems they've already gone out of style. <laughs> Google is discontinuing continuing them. Why, Ryan? Yeah, I remember the days when it came out and then there was a bit of a backlash because it became a bit obnoxious to keep wearing it around. People <laughs> called them glass holes. So this finally has reached the end of its shelf life, so to speak. So those Google glasses, even though they were the OG glasses and many have seen have since come out to kind of um, outshine them in a sense, People still remember these glasses, but now they will stop supporting the software in September and also stop selling the smart glasses. So it's the end of the line for smart glasses at Google. A bit of a surprise because I would imagine them investing more in these things as people go into the metaverse. Yeah, I thought that was going to be the main way we were going to interact with the metaverse. Our final tech story this morning, Ryan, has to do with TikTok. There are fresh reports that the Biden administration may ban or force the Chinese owners to sell it to an American 
company. Now, which companies are benefiting from this news? Yeah, so it looks like American companies, of course. And among them, we could be actually in for Snap to Snap Up. Bite dance, at least the TikTok side of things. So that could come through, but of course, we've seen how this can play out. There was also in the mix previously other companies um, to the tune of Oracle, Microsoft. So all that I think will be re explored if this goes through to get passed in Congress. So I think it will be dragged out once again. All right, time now for more corporate news and a quick game of Up or Down. Let's look at Inditex and uh, they own the popular fashion chain Zara. Yeah, so Zara or Zara owner Inditex is going to be up for me. And this is with Mm. news that it's going to be expanding its store network for the first time in four years. So stores, e-commerce, warehouses, it's expanding. And this is in the UK and also in Germany. Wow. So Zara, Inditex looking at a big jump in profits, up 27% last year. Definitely an up in my book. Next up, another retailer, H&M. Are they doing as well as Zara? Right. The colour at H&M is red because it is slipping out of fashion. <laughs> and this is as its first quarter sales lag behind. So it looks like people are not that hot about H&M these days and moving elsewhere. So that is seeing... Its share price down 6% and year-to-date they are down 12%. So H&M going through some tough times right now. Yeah. What about uh, Insure Prudential? I am going with Up for Prudential. And this oh. is with its view that, at least what it says, its exposure to SVB is minimal and is eyeing a sales pickup from Chinese travellers. So that's, I guess, the bright side of things. Oh, here's where Ryan and I differ. I was looking at Prudential's profits dropping more than 50% last year, so it's a down in my book for Prudential. Let's look at Adobe. Okay, let's take a look at the software company, and I am looking at an up. So it's lifting its profit forecast for this year, and it has just beat its market estimates for its quarterly results. And it was also, mm. interestingly, involved in the Oscar-winning movie, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Oh, really? Oh, that's interesting. Adobe's profits definitely helped by my subscription to it. Uh, profits coming in higher than expectations. So it's an up for Adobe, the software company. All right, one final question for you, Ryan. I know you love to travel, and when you visit a country, do you find that you have to sort of sample a dish that you've been craving from that country, for example, an indigenous dish? It's always about the food, right? It's what makes the country different, and one of many things that makes it different. So I always try to sample the local cuisine. Well, speaking of craving the food... In a country that you're visiting, the leaders of South Korea and Japan are meeting in Tokyo today. It's a long-awaited rapprochement between the two countries. But in addition to diplomacy, the South Korean president apparently has something else on his mind, and that's omu rice. Have you tried omu rice? Do you know what that is? Yeah, so this is the rice omelette that envelopes... the Or rather, omelette envelopes the rice, and it's a runny sort of version. It just gives you that... Cozy, comforting <laughs> bite every time. 
It is. Apparently, this Japanese dish is something that Japanese mothers whip up really quickly. A lot of Japanese chefs that I've spoken to have mentioned this dish, omurice. Um, so the South Korean leader actually put in a request, the president, to head to a restaurant called Rengate for a dish of omurice. Uh, so Yoon and Japanese Prime Minister Fumio Kishida are headed there today. And this restaurant, by the way, traces its history all the way back to the Meiji period of Japan. It opened its doors back in 1895. I love the idea of omu rice. Basically, an omelette, rice, and some tomato sauce, right? Yeah, That's it. It's spoiled for choice when it comes to Japan. You've got sushi, you've got tempura. It's a long list. Uh. That's true, that's true. But I don't know if listeners know this. I, I could live on rice and egg alone. <laughs> I often joke that I must have been a prisoner in a past life because I love eating rice and egg. So I wouldn't mind joining South Korean and Japanese leaders for a tasting. And that's it for us here on Market View. Wonderful to speak with you again, Ryan, and thank you all for listening. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.